Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Dirsch Show. Uh, looking forward, uh, the question that uh, is in the minds of uh, obviously most Israelis. Uh, many Americans and uh, people all around the world is what should Israel do next? Um, it's interesting. I got an email uh, from a student at UCLA, and he said the UCLA Debate Society announced that it was going to have a debate. Should Israel respond militarily? Should they retaliate, etc.? They got hundreds of people offering to debate. No, they shouldn't. And they couldn't get a single student to argue that Israel should retaliate. Obviously, nobody would deny America the right to retaliate if 40,000 of its innocent civilians were were killed. We now know from uh, speeches made by various public officials that children were burned alive, that um, uh, uh, tires that were on flaming were rolled into a room with children so they could be incinerated. Uh, Children were murdered in front of their parents. Then their parents were murdered. Women were raped. the, this this was a mass lynching. Um, more than 12,000 Jews were lynched. Uh, compare that to the lynchings, horrible, tragic lynchings that occurred in the history of the United States. Um, there were more Jews lynched in one day um, in uh, last Saturday, in several hours of one day, than in any 10-year period during the worst of the Jim Crow uh, lynchings. Uh, the total number of African Americans, according to statistics I've seen, uh, lynched during the entire lynching period <clears throat> was around 4,000 uh, over uh, what a 60 or 70 year period. Horrible, too many, um, unjustified, most of them un- unjustified. Uh, there were a few cases where people were lynched um, for very, very serious crimes they committed, but for the most part, they were lynched for um, uh, reasons unrelated to what they had done. Um, and it was racial. And and that's similar to what happened to these um, Jewish kids who were at a concert. It was a peace concert. Many of the kids who were murdered in their beds uh, lived in, in a kibbutz, uh, in a kibbutz that's known for favoring the Palestinian side and wanting a two-state solution and urging peace and opposing the Netanyahu regime. But to these murderers, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew, you deserve to die. If you're a Jew, your baby gets his head cut off. It's much like in Nazi Germany. They didn't care if you were a Catholic. Priests were killed during the Holocaust. If your grandfather was Jewish, you were a Jew. That was the end of it. Um, didn't matter whether you were a communist or a socialist or a, or, or a fascist. Um, if you were Jewish, you were, you were killed, and the same thing happened um, here. If you were Jewish, if you were uh, an Israeli, um, you were killed. It didn't matter if you were an anti-Zionist Israeli. If you were Jewish, you were you were killed, and you were killed in the most brutal and and horrible, uh, unimaginable uh, a way that is reminiscent of what happened. You know, people still talk about Kristallnacht, the night in Nazi Germany in 1938, when Jews were murdered and their stores were broken into. You know, 
there we talked about hundreds of Jews uh, being killed. Here, here, many more. Even during the the pogroms, usually the numbers were in the hundreds, not in the in the thousands. So this is a tragically historic uh, event. Um, and uh, of course, uh, people on the hard, hard, hard left say, "Well, Israel should just take it and you know go back and, and continue in their ways." Yeah, it'll happen again in a couple of years, but then they should simply. Uh, go back to their ways and don't retaliate because if you retaliate, you may, God forbid, kill um, uh, a couple of um, Palestinians who are being used as human shields. Let's remember that there are various kinds of human shields and let's not confuse purely innocent people, many of whom are uh, used as human shields against their will by by Hamas, but there are people who volunteer to be human shields, who stay in their homes. Uh, Hamas recently announced, after Israel said, get out of Gaza, Hamas announced, no, stay. You want to be martyrs. You want to be martyrs. They're not innocent civilians if they stay um, at the request of Hamas, if they have free to leave, but they choose not to. Nor are they innocent civilians if they allow their homes to be used uh, for Hamas rockets. <laughs> Imagine if, if, uh, if the United States were attacked by, by rockets, um, say from Cuba, if you go back to the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the rockets were being fired um, from areas that were civilian population. And the United States had the choice of letting the rockets hit Florida and kill many innocent civilians or, or going after the rockets and risking the lives of some human shields and some totally innocent people. Every American would want them to go and stop the rockets. And that's what Israel's doing right now. That's this phase. That's this phase. We we probably will see um, other phases, and and that's part of what I want to talk about. There are basically two options, military options. One is a ground war to go into Gaza with three hundred thousand fairly well trained. Some of them are reservists who haven't been particularly well trained. They're just beginning their reserve duty, or they haven't been in in reserves for for a period of time. 300,000 of them go in, and probably many of them will be killed, uh, and there'll be casualties on the Palestinian side. The end result may be uh, the end of Hamas. It may be that all of Hamas leaders will be uh, will be killed or arrested. Of course, the Hamas leaders aren't staying in Gaza. They're living in Qatar like kings, um, being supported by the Qatari government. Um, so they're not going to get the Qatar leadership, at least there are going to be many Qatar, I'm sorry, they're not going to get the Hamas leadership. There'll be many who will still survive, and they'll come back in two years and three years. They'll rearm. Iran will rearm them. So it may be necessary for Israel to, to go in, but I'm not enthusiastic about it. I'm much more enthusiastic about the possibility of Israel with the help of the United States, uh, moral help, uh, tactical help, not, not boots on the ground or, or pilots in the air necessarily, going after the real culprit. And the real culprit, as you know, is Iran. Now, U.S. intelligence said today we don't have evidence. In fact, our evidence is that the Iranian leaders are surprised. No, they weren't surprised. They may have been surprised at the day. I don't think they were because it was the anniversary of uh, 50 years uh, ago, uh, the, the Yom Kippur War, and it was another Jewish holy day. So I suspect that the um, the leaders of Hamas were in on it, but American intelligence said our information is that we were surprised. I think that will turn out not to be not to be true, and will be another intelligence failure on behalf of the U.S. intelligence, along with 
failures on behalf of Israeli intelligence. Israel intelligence is coming up with the opposite conclusion that uh, that the Wall Street Journal is correct when they reported that there were meetings in Lebanon just days before the invasion and Iran gave them the, the green light. In any event, I think the best way to deter a, a future attacks is to punish Iran. And the best way to punish Iran is to destroy its nuclear weapons program. This is the perfect time to do it because I think the world would understand it better. And of course, there'd be condemnation. The Saudis would condemn them. The Jordanians would condemn them. The Emirates would condemn them publicly, but privately they would be applauding. Uh, they don't want to see Iran armed with nuclear weapons. Imagine Iran with nuclear weapons giving one of them to Hamas or Hezbollah to use against Israel. That, if that were to happen, what happened on last Saturday would be nothing compared to the devastation. Iran has announced publicly, its leaders have said, Israel's a one-bomb state. Just one bomb destroys Israel forever. It's a small, it's a tiny little state. You know, people constantly talk about Gaza. There's this myth out there. CNN perpetrates it. The New York Times perpetrates it. They're all dead wrong. That Gaza is one of the most um, uh, compressed uh, and uh, areas uh, in the world that uh, uh, more people uh, per square mile live in Gaza than anywhere else. Nonsense. Uh, there are two cities right next door to Gaza um, in Israel that are, are much, much more dense. Uh, uh, B'nai B'rak um, and, and Tel Aviv. Uh, Manhattan is infinitely more dense than, 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 than Gaza City. And the Gaza Strip isn't that dense at all because there's a lot of open areas where people choose not to live. They have farms, but um, it's not that dense. There are many... Uh, cities in Asia that are far, far, far denser and cities in South America. So let's not be fall into this myth. If people want to leave Gaza City, they can. If they can't, it's because of Hamas, not because of Israel. Israel has no soldiers at this point in time in, in Gaza. They may in the future. Another reason I'm worried about a ground incursion is that it's part of Hamas's strategy, and it's been part of Hamas's strategy since I started writing about this many, many years ago, um, to do the following, um, to start a war with Israel, to know that Israel will retaliate, to put civilians in harm's way, to hope that Israel kills civilians, then to show the dead civilians on television and turn the moral anger away from Hamas and toward Israel. If you think I'm just making this up, um, 15 years ago, I wrote a book just a little pamphlet called The Case for Moral Clarity. It has the best cartoon I've ever seen about this. It has a Hamas fighter shooting at an Israeli, hiding behind a baby carriage, and it has the Israeli soldier standing in front of the baby carriage. The Hamas soldier is using the baby as a human shield. The Israeli soldier is shielding the baby from harm's way. So I wrote this book. I could just publish it again tomorrow. It's called The Case for Moral Clarity, Israel, Hamas, and Gaza, uh, 15 years ago. And here's what I wrote in a chapter called The CNN Strategy. Um, I say, the strategy is as simple as it is cynical. Uh, provoke Israel by playing Russian roulette with its children, firing rockets at kindergartens, um, uh, uh, playgrounds and hospitals, Hide behind its own civilians when firing at Israeli civilians. Refuse to build bunkers for your own civilians. Uh, have TV cameras ready to transmit every image of dead Palestinians, especially children. 
exaggerate the number of civilians killed at, by including ch as children Hamas fighters who were 17 years old uh, and as women female uh, ter terrorists. And then I go on to say Hamas itself has a name for this. They call it, quote, the CNN strategy. This is not to criticize CNN or any other objective news source for doing its job. It is to criticize Hamas for exploiting the freedom of press, which it forbids in Gaza. The CNN strategy is working because decent people all over the world are naturally sickened by images of dead or injured children. Whether they see such images repeatedly flashed across TV screens, they tend to react emotionally. Rather than asking why these children are dying and who is to blame for putting them in harm's way, average viewers, regardless of their political or ideological perspective, want to see the killing stop. They blame those whose weapons directly cause the death rather than those who provoke the violence by deliberately targeting civilians. They forget the usual rules of morality and law, the use of human shields, in the way that Hamas uses the civilian population of Gaza is a war crime, as is the firing of rockets at Israeli civilians. Every human shield that is killed by Israel, self-defense measures, is the responsibility of Hamas. But you wouldn't know that from watching the media coverage. I wrote this 15 years ago. Every single word of it is as relevant today as it was 15 years ago. And here's the tragedy. It will be as relevant again in five years. And in 15 years when I'm gone, it will be as relevant then as it is today because Hamas will simply repeat this. As David Friedman, the former ambassador of the United States Israel said, I've seen this movie before. It's a replay and it's already starting. The fact that colleges and university students are saying, don't retaliate. And if you retaliate, we'll blame it on you. Um, creating a moral equivalence between those who behead behead babies and uh, roll roll um, uh, flaming uh, tires into a room filled with babies to incinerate them alive, uh, kill them in front of their mothers and fathers, and then kill their mothers and fathers. They're creating a moral equivalence between that and self-defense measures that do occasionally kill a human shield on the on the uh, Palestinian side. There is no moral equivalence. That's why I entitled my book back then, The Case for Moral Clarity. We need moral clarity, and, and, and we're, not, we're not getting it. So, so I think Israel may very well fall into a trap if it sends troops um, into a ground war, as it did when it sent troops into a ground war in southern Lebanon some, some years ago, when they were trapped there. And uh, um, there were many deaths and, and injuries. Um, and I suspect that may happen here as well. But equally important, what's going to happen is CNN is going to show uh, dead Palestinian children. And, and, the, and privately, uh, Hamas is going to cheer that. Publicly, they'll condemn it. But they want it to happen. That's their strategy. Um, look, and don't tell me, oh, my God, you can't judge people. That's racism. You're saying that all Hamas people. Yeah, all Hamas people are like that. Yeah, and they proved it on Saturday when they raped, butchered, maimed, lynched, kidnapped children from their mother's arms, murdering the mothers. Yeah, 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 they'll do that. They'll kill their own people. 
to achieve their goal. And remember what their goal is. Their goal is a messianic goal. Their goal is to go to paradise. They don't care about this life. Um, in fact, the uh, original effort to go into uh, Israel from Gaza was a suicide effort. I'm sure all the soldiers were told, you're probably not going to come out of here alive. The Israelis have pretty good uh, defense measures, but as long as you can get across the border and kill some people, what they were unprepared for was the fact that Israel was unprepared and that many of them were able to kill and kidnap and get back alive. So there are a lot of rapists and murderers today who are living freely in, in, in Gaza. If any of them are killed, don't, don't shed any tears. Don't shed any tears for them. Uh, I'm an opponent of capital punishment, but I'm not an opponent of of justice. And um, if you can capture these people and put them in jail for the rest of their life, okay, it's not going to happen. By the way, if you capture uh, Hamas fighters and you put them in jail, they just get released because Hamas then captures Israelis and holds them as hostages and and trades them. And that's probably what's going to happen um, in, in, um, uh, in the Middle East now. Uh, 150 people are being held hostage, including several Americans. The United States is clearly going to urge Israel to negotiate their release in exchange for hundreds, thousands perhaps, of um, Hamas prisoners. And what will the prisoners do if they're released? They'll just go back and commit more crimes and 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 murder more Israelis. It's you know it's a no-win situation for Israel. And the fact that there are so many hostages uh, changes everything. Um, uh, you know, when there was one hostage, Gilad Shalit, um, even then Israel's hands were tied. It didn't want to do anything to endanger him, and it eventually gave up. I think fifteen hundred uh, Hamas prisoners uh, in exchange for one lonely, very low-ranking uh, soldier. Um, you know, skinny little kid, but he's an Israeli and uh, the Israelis have a policy. Leave no one behind, just like the Americans have a policy. And and so will we see rescue operations? I don't know whether that'll be possible. If there are 150 uh, hostages, they'll probably be held at 150 different locations. Children will be separated from their parents. Uh, spouses will be separated. They'll be kept in isolated separate areas so that even if Israel manages to rescue some, there'll be plenty more to uh, negotiate over. And in the end, will Hamas accept anything short of you know, Israel's destruction in exchange for getting back um, 150 uh, Israelis, including uh, several, we don't know exactly how many Americans. We also don't know how many of the 150 that were captured are alive. Um, we know that We've seen video of some of them being beaten and tortured. Uh, there have been reports that some have been killed. We just don't know. This is worse than the fog of war. This is the fog of terrorism. The fog of terrorism is even denser than the fog of war. So I suspect we're, we have probably 100, 100 hostage situations, and Israel is not going to be able to uh, rescue all or even, uh, or even most of them through military means. And so um, I feel... I feel really compassionate for uh, the Israelis. Uh, they've now established uh, or are in the process of establishing a unity government, a war government, uh, which includes, you know, people I know well. Um, um, General Gantz, the former head of the IDF, is now in the government. And there are efforts to bring in possibly two others who were in the government, Naftali Bennett and, and Lapid. Um, it would be a good thing. 
because I think Israel has to stand together and has to present a united front. It could get back to, to quarreling and quibbling, which they're very good at um, after this is over. But this is not going to be over uh, for a long time. Um, we're not going to be at last Friday. Uh, I was thinking about the song on Saturday as I watched. Uh, I was thinking of one of my favorite uh, Beatles songs yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Um, Friday was a good day, and um, Saturday was one of the most horrible days in all of Jewish history, all of Israeli history, and indeed all of humanitarian history. Israel is fighting this fight not only for its own citizens, not only for the hostages, not only to prevent a recurrence. It's fighting this fight for the soul of the civilized uh, world. It's fighting this fight against barbarians uh, on the side of humanitarians. It's, it's fighting this fight for the same reason that the United States fought against ISIS after we saw our reporters beheaded and, and other Americans beheaded, some of them Jewish as well, the Wall Street Journal uh, journalist. Uh, and we defeated ISIS. And uh, as Netanyahu has said several times, Israel must treat and the United States must treat uh, Hamas, the way it treated ISIS, there's, there's no no bargaining. The difference is ISIS had uh, didn't have hostages, um, uh, certainly not as many as Hamas does. That was the the greatest coup pulled off by Hamas, and that is the capture. I mean, Hamas has tried to capture single Israelis repeatedly. That's how they dug those tunnels. I was the first civilian uh, allowed into those tunnels back when they were first discovered, happened to be in Israel, and my friend Danny Grossman took me and my wife, and we went into the tunnels. We actually went under Gaza. Um, you could hear noise on top, and it was Gaza. We were in the tunnel underneath Gaza. We didn't go all the way into Gaza, obviously, but these were extremely sophisticated tunnels. They were built near Kibbutzim, near some of the same Kibbutzim that had all the disasters, and, and the goal was to go uh, have some uh, murderers come up, kill some people in the kibbutzim, and maybe capture one or two hostages they, they could bring back and negotiate for. Nobody dreamt that they would be able to get so many people across uh, the border and kill so many people in so short a period of time and capture so many people in so short a period of time. It was a, an abject failure, not only of Israeli intelligence failing to give a warning. America didn't get the warning either. In fact, America still doesn't know uh, the circumstances under which this was initiated. Intelligence failure was the least significant part of it. It was a reaction failure. Once they began to cross over the lines, um, Israel should have been able to react immediately and trap all these guys in the border and kill them. But uh, turns out the cell phones weren't operating properly. Um, the Hamas, probably with Iranian help, had figured out ways of disabling uh, communications through the use of drones. I mean, these are these are low-tech people with low-tech mechanisms, but they managed to disable one of the most sophisticated militaries in the world. And the Israeli army didn't come for 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 hours. And at at the time when they were not there, Israelis had to fend for themselves. And they were heroes. Some of them died. Uh, some soldiers were killed in their beds. Um, uh, they didn't have any advance warning. 
Um, uh, they didn't have any ability to even get to their guns. Others got to their guns. Some killed terrorists. Some were killed by terrorists. A lot of terrorists were killed too. Um, and and um, But they were suicide terrorists. They were prepared to die um, uh, for their cause. Uh, and if you don't think this was religiously inspired, look at these rapists who were holding up bodies of women bleeding, uh, presumably following rapes, and they're yelling, Allahu Akbar, uh, you know, praising God. I don't think any God, I don't care what religion it is, uh, supports rape, uh, supports beheading children. Um, you know, this brings us back to the, the times when when primitive people would sacrifice children. Of course, it was their own children they would sacrifice. Here we're seeing the sacrificing of children who are Jewish. Um, it reminds me of the Akedah, the story of Abraham being asked to sacrifice his his son in the, in the book of Genesis. And I remember a rabbi telling me, an Israeli rabbi, that that portion of the Torah resonates very clearly with Israelis because, you know, the Bible says, God commanded Abraham, bring me your son, your only son, the one you love, and be prepared to sacrifice him. And this rabbi said, every Israeli has that command, not from God necessarily, but from the government, bring us your son or your daughter, who you love, have them join the army and, they may have to be sacrificed in the name of saving the Jewish people and saving Israel. I'm glad to say that Israel's fighting back. I'm glad to say that we're fighting back at Harvard and other places. We did manage to get uh, the woman who I talked about the other day, uh, uh, who was the head of the Bar Association at NYU. The Bar Association is now moving to remove her as the president. She had her job rescinded. I hope she will never work in the legal profession. I can't imagine any client wanting to be represented by a woman who supports uh, rapists and, and murderers and, and, and lynchers. I would imagine that a person who belonged to the Ku Klux Klan today and who supported the lynching of blacks couldn't get a job in a Wall Street law firm. And I would imagine the same thing would be true of this woman and the hundreds of others like her who support uh, uh, the horrible terrorism and butchery uh, that the Hamas has engaged in. Let's look at some letters. Did the students sign the petition in blood? Yeah, I think they did. Uh, you know, Larry Summers, my friend, the former president of Harvard, said, well, these are naive students. They just signed without thinking about it. That misses the point. That's true. But why would they sign something like this without looking at it? They would never sign anything that was against gay people or black people or transgender people without looking at it. It's because they're programmed. If it's against Israel, sign it. You don't have to look at it. You look at it later. But if it's against Israel, sign it. A lot of people now regret they signed it because now there's been uh, a reaction. Okay. If Israelis are at fault for being raped, then by that logic, women who are raped ask for it. What kind of an insane lawyer is this? Well, uh, a friend of mine, Phyllis Chesler, who's a great feminist, uh, wrote an article today about that, saying how could feminists support uh, this kind of thing, rape, murder of children. But, you know, uh, these useful idiots, they have been indoctrinated into thinking that everything Israel does is bad. This whole uh, racist concept of intersectionality uh, that requires good people to join in bad things if they're uh, jointly uh, underprivileged or unprivileged. Um, uh, I guess by that standard, extraordinarily wealthy Arabs and Palestinians uh, 
are underprivileged, whereas poor Jews and Jewish victims are privileged just because they're Jewish. That's such such nonsense. But but um, but that's that's a current view on many college campuses today. Only a coward publishes without signing their name. I agree with you. And Harvard is again it's hiding the names. It won't reveal the names. Not only that. But even the names of the organizations have now been withdrawn. What, for fear that there'll be recriminations? Nobody's going to hurt anybody physically. Yeah, there'll be recriminations. People will say, I don't want to be your friend if you support rape or if you support lynching. I don't want you to work for my law firm. Yeah, those are consequences. And freedom of speech requires transparency in a marketplace of ideas that is open so that people can make judgments, not based on identity politics, but based on merit, and, and merit includes your absurd ideas. And my final letter, uh, this is somebody cautioning me. She's going to sue you, Alan. Uh, this is that uh, working woman uh, who I publicized her name. Others had publicized her name previously. I was not aware of that. But um, um, uh, let her sue me. Let her sue me. Marketplace of ideas allow me to express my views of her racism, sexism, um, bigotry and anti-Semitism. And uh, uh, if she wants to sue me, go ahead, make my day. All right. Uh, by next week, who knows what the situation will be. Quickly changing, quickly developing. Um, you know my hopes. My hopes is that Israel does not have to send in ground troops. It may have to, and I will support it if it does. And I hope there will be few um, casualties of truly innocent people. Um, if there are casualties among people who have allowed their houses to be used for uh, rockets, I'm not going to shed very many tears about that. Um, being a civilian, civilianality is a continuum um, from the most innocent baby and the most innocent elderly person uh, to the most guilty person who did the shooting and the killing. But in between, there are a lot of intermediate positions of people who support Hamas, people who allow their homes to be used to store weapons, people who allow themselves to be used as human shields, people who refuse to comply with Israel's orders to leave Gaza and say, no, we're going to remain and be martyrs. So a lot to think about and comes next week. A lot to talk about. See you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.